In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the very best dog owner your dog could ever wish for. And it's a special episode because we have a special guest. It is a really special episode because we're joined by, and excited in fact to be joined by, a super cool friend of ours, someone that we know pretty well, and actually someone that we know you're going to love chatting you're and, gonna and hanging out with. You're going to get a lot of value. So we're, we're bringing Justin into the house. Now he's not physically in the house because he doesn't live over here however he's he's kind of physically here you're on the table mm. with us i mean it's we've kind got of, a portable version of him it's, it's pretty great. cool and <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about like living your best life being your best self and at the same time i think justin called it surrendering to your inner awesome so welcome 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 justin i don't know justin if you want to tell everybody a little bit about you what you do and maybe um how we we met as well that would be really really cool you know First of all, hello, everybody. Yes. Secondly, you know, I love starting an interview with three questions, not even just one, <laughs> not two. Sorry, that's how we, we roll. We go, we go. <laughs> all right, so let me see if I can tackle all these. So um, first and foremost, so my background has been in, um, I actually went to school, London School of Economics. I graduated in like economics. And I once I graduated, I was like, you know what? Actually, I want nothing to do with this degree at all and started pursuing my own thing. Um, I did stand up comedy for a while. And then over the years, I you know started mentoring and working with top 25 fortune companies out there. And from there, uh, I kind of launched to where I am today. And now I do a lot of um, uh, personal coaching and a lot of still executive coaching. And I actually am an entrepreneur as well on top of that. And so how did Lauren and I meet? We went to a uh, conference together about two years ago. Uh, I met Tom there very briefly. I didn't get to hang out with him a whole lot, but I did spend a large majority of the time with Lauren. And That sounds really dodgy. Right it wasn't quite like that. However, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely it was. It was like that. And we were split up into groups, right, Justin? Like, so we were split into different groups, worked in different spaces, and, and it was super cool. Like, it, we, we, you're right. We hit it off straight away. I love it. You just Absolutely. keep digging. I was like, no, no, it wasn't quite like that. We spent a heck of a lot of time together. <laughs> no, it was it wasn't weird like that. I promise. You know, it wasn't a swingers convention or anything. So it was we're we're good. <laughs> well, one of the um, most most frequently asked questions when you type into to Google um uh, like what about absolute dogs and other things is yeah, is, is, is Lauren Langman married? Is yeah. Tom Mitchell married? So I'm just gonna I'm, I'm clearing it up right now. Justin and Lauren. Not about the dog like, trader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry. We, Carry we're on. Swingers convention. On off we go. <laughs> We digress, but uh, the truth is always more fun. So uh, we met there and uh, we found out we had a lot of interest together. And uh, no, uh, let's try to put it as British as I can. No funny business uh, was all, you know, friendship and everything. And so 
uh, from there, we've just basically grown and gotten tighter over the last couple of years. And we started, you know, recently started trying to team on a few things and kind of go from there. And um, I think that's probably the best introduction I can give in terms of how, you know, we work together. And uh, third, man, I can do this, is to basically say today's podcast is really around trying to get out of your, the way of your own success. Because I found a lot of people that want to do things that want to do more and above and beyond. But what stops them is that they don't really listen to the voice inside of you. And so exactly what Lauren said is surrender to your inner awesome. Because one of the things that I really stress is that everyone is awesome. I mean, if you've ever met anyone with like a disability and they've overcome it, you think to yourself, holy crap, that's amazing, right? Well, imagine if you don't have the disabilities and you can still do it. So it's always about finding what's inside of you taking that piece of it and listening to it more and more because a lot of the time we listen to our parents, we listen to society, we listen to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is that says, hey, you have to look this way, you have to act this way, you have to do these things, you know, be a doctor if you want to be rich, whatever it is. And a lot of people end up being unhappy. And so what I say is surrender to what you really are listening to and want to do. And let's go from there. And I think that's super cool because um, Justin and I, I love the the intro. I mean, absolutely um, true. We we hung out loads and and it was it was super cool. And then over the last few years, we've obviously known each other more and more. And one of the things that often like when we talk about it, like we're, we're all different, right? Right? We're all unique. And I love that I said to you um, not that long ago, I was like, yeah, you're just like a superhero. Like you know, it's your hair and your look and you you got that like whole superhero thing. And you're like, yeah, I own that, right? Like you were like, yeah, I own it. And I mean, I don't know if you want to tell everyone a little bit about that because. That is something you kind of own, right? Yeah, I mean, so this is, I don't know, this is, so far I've done uh, seven podcasts in the last eight days. This is my favorite. I'm just going to tell you. All right. So hopefully it's for your this. listeners as well. Um, it is, it but is, yeah, so one of the things that I've struggled with over the years is that, you know, do I really embrace me? Because being in a corporate culture, at least in the United States, is very regimented still. Like even if you go to Silicon Valley, you kind of you, you can wear mostly what you want to do, but you have to have a certain look to you. And so like my hair is very different than, you know, I'm 43 years old. I don't look like most 43 year olds. You know, everything about me kind of stands out. And so um, when I show up places, you know, I use words like awesome. And, you know, the way I look at everything like that, and it was very funny because I remember going to this conference if, or this event a few years ago and I was hosting it and it was for uh, a TED conference and I was basically kicking it off. And someone looked at me and they said, now I'm looking at your speech here. You're going to say awesome seven times. Do you mean to do that? Intentional <laughs> awesome. Like, Hell yeah. So I, I did it 20 in that speech just to piss them off even more. And afterwards, you know, they pull me aside. They're like, I don't, I don't think this is going to get going to go well. It went phenomenal. So the whole point is your inner compass and like the whole superhero thing is own it. Own who you are because those unique qualities are what make you awesome. And that's not only what separates you, but it also will feel better to you and will fill you up. Because like, if you listen to this podcast, I've listened to about five episodes. You guys love what you're doing, okay? And it's interesting because sometimes not all your guests do. You can tell because your energy doesn't transpire over to them. And they're kind of, I don't want to say ho-hum, but they're not nearly as energized as you guys. And it flows through. You guys will continue to be incredibly successful because of your energy, your chemistry, and everything else. And it's because you're listening to your own drive and you're surrendering to everything that you think you can be. And so, again, I'm just going to keep hitting this message over and over and over again is look in the mirror every day and tell yourself what it is not only you want to accomplish, but how you're going to listen to yourself that day. I do that every morning. Before this podcast, I set an intention. And I also, at the end of the day, I make sure I reconcile with myself in the mirror. And yes, it does look somewhat psychotic, right? Superhero I mean, you're, you're talking talk. to yourself. <laughs> superhero. Exactly. It's hero talk. It's a superhero. <laughs> you leave the cape on, okay? And you look in the mirror 
And you just basically answer your question. Did I do what I said I set out to do today? And if you keep doing that, you will start realizing that everyone else will be an envy of you because they can't, they, they don't feel comfortable with themselves enough to live that way. So I think that's probably my best advice right now. I like it. I think it's amazing. And I think it's exactly where we need to be, um, need to be heading. So your current sort of purpose, your current mission, your current sort of like powerful why, like where are you with that? Sure. It was funny because that was one of the things that I was kind of thinking in my mind because I've had it for about three years now and it's changed slightly. So this is mine. So no embarrassment at all. This is my go here for. So the purpose of my life is to heal, to live life to its fullest and to be a source of warmth and energy to the the, to those I come into contact with each day. I love that. Like you literally, and, and you know what, um, obviously we hang out and um, sometimes virtually. Um, and I would say it's, it's something that you're, you always bring that warmth, that energy, that, that fun element. And the thing is, um, for those of you that, that don't know that are listening, actually the, the way we've met is, is really not necessarily through dog training. And I think that's pretty cool, right? That you are a game changer, um, we obviously have our game changers. They're listening. They're hanging out with us today. You're a game changer. And yet you're a game changer in another world. And that's so cool. Like we have like that game changer energy that has that huge ripple effect, right? Yeah, 100%. And I, I guess kind of leading on from that, I, I imagine that a lot of people listening will be thinking, you know what? I do have something that lights me up. I do have something that like is my mission. I have something that is really like my my big why, my powerful why that that, that really drives me. And I feel in, in a really kind of, I feel in the zone when I'm like working within it or thinking about it but you know what would be what would you tell someone or what would be your tips for someone whose whose mission maybe doesn't necessarily factor into their day-to-day -day? so like they've got a day job and yet they've got this crazy passion and they they know what they want to do but right now it isn't that what would be your tips for them sure absolutely so uh, rather than talk about a client i'll talk about me okay <laughs> so when i was going to london school of economics um you know, it's a very regimented course. It's very prestigious. And it's, it's something that, you know, a lot of people look at and go, man, you can get a job at any consulting firm or any investment banking firm in the world. Right. And I didn't, I had three offers, Goldman Sachs, McKinsey, and I can't remember the third, I apologize, but, and I decided to go straight into stand up comedy. So I went from making, you know, tons of money to basically scrapping for everything. And what I did in order to listen to that voice and kind of proceed with that was that I really sat down and thought to myself, look, am I going to be happy with this? What do I really want in life at the end of the day? And money, if you surrender to the idea that money has no real value, like there's no, there's no finite amount of it. So like, for instance, like there's a certain amount of gold in the world, right? So you can only, once you've mined all the gold in the world, you can't make any more gold, right? Money is fictitious. It has really, there's no limit to it. The United States is $27 trillion in debt. So, I mean, that's an insurmountable amount of money if you think about it. I love the comedy here. Not, <laughs> yeah, and if you're not worried, why should I be worried? So the whole idea of the income being short or I don't know where I'm going to get my money from is get rid of that fear. Because if you're creative, if you're driven, and you've got a desire, you can make it happen. There's a million stories, if not billions of stories, of people that come from nothing and go to being billionaires, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you have that mindset of, look, I'm not going to focus on the scarcity of everything, but I'm going to focus on what I really want to do, what is really driving me, and how am I going to do that? You'll find a way. And in the meantime, you may need to take a side job. That's absolutely fine. I was a waiter for a while. We've, we've both um, had like side, side hustles yeah. for sure. So I, I think sold it's, binoculars. So Tom, Tom sold binoculars. <laughs> I had... Um, 
I had a supermarket sort of role and they promoted me and I was like, you know what? And they were promoting me up and I was like, I'm coming out of here. But you know what? I literally, supermarket roles, paper rounds, walking dogs. Like I have literally had many, yeah, side hustles, <laughs> like literally all the way through. So yeah, I think there's nothing to, um, I'd love the listeners to share some of theirs with yeah. us at some point. And I'm sure a lot of you are listening and thinking, you know what? My dream has always been to work with dogs, to become a professional dog trainer. And that's the thing that or to lights have more passion, me up. Right? Like, to have yeah, more passion to in there every day. my passion and for my passion to actually become my mission. Um, and I love that, you know, each and every one of you, you're going to be listening and thinking, oh yeah, that was my passion. That's what, that's what lights me up. And you're going to be able to take something away from this. And that move towards that scarcity to real abundance, that's something that probably comes from asking yourself the right questions, right? And it's a whole, that, that whole space is a whole nother level of living like it's it's actually hugely freeing when you come to live in the way that you're just saying there money actually no like and and that abundance mindset it's, it's it's completely uh, it's it's very freeing absolutely and tom just said something that i would actually add a little bit and tweak it slightly so it's not just about the um like the passion piece of it to me it's also about what you're giving because your gift if you focus on it that it's a gift that you're doing for someone else that you're providing a value at some level will return itself because yeah. if I wake up in the morning and I say, look, and I want to go make a million dollars today, that's a dumb goal, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't do anything for society. It doesn't do really anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I go out and say, look, and I'm going to crush this podcast, I'm going to go have five great clients today. And I'm also going to be the best father I can be right. Those are three pretty awesome goals. Yeah. That's a, that's a game changer mindset right there. And so I love that he's a game changer, game changer cape. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's true. So, so Justin, living your best life, we know that this can be a life of action. And I suppose the word action, I mean, gosh, I've, I've written a whole book on action and action taking and, and action something that for sure in our team, someone said something and I'm already like working on the action plan and it might be done by the end of that sort of sentence. Action for me is a really powerful, purposeful, like I love that word. I think it's a cool word. What does it mean for you? So in this kind of context, so action means focus for me, because if you're, if you've got a bunch of actions that you want to do that aren't focused, they don't do anything for you. So the first thing I would do is, is take the action that you want to do. And again, reframe it in the form of, does it fit into my purpose and what I want to do? Because if you're taking action to take the garbage out every day at 5 a.m., is that really the best use of your time? You know, is that it kind moving of thing? Or, the needle? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly, right? And so action applied in the right format with the right direction is limitless. But if you apply that energy across a wide spectrum and your aperture is so wide that it's letting in all these different things, you won't ever get to where you want to go. And so the action piece of this really needs to be focused and driven in the right way. Otherwise, you're going to harness the power of it and you're going to be exhausted afterwards because you wouldn't have achieved what you really want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's brilliant. And I guess one thing that I imagine the the listeners are, are thinking is, some, you know what, I, I, I know what I want to do. I know that this is the direction I want to go, but I feel quite overwhelmed about where to start and what my next steps should be. What would be your advice to them? Uh, I think the easiest thing to do is, and this is a question I literally get all the time, so I love this one, um, is... Start small, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I always use the exercise analogy. So if you go from never being in shape and you say, I'm going to run a marathon in two days, I'm going to go, well, I can't work with you. That's, that's just so ludicrous. That's <laughs> insane, right? So instead of walking, I'm going to walk 100 feet today. I'm going to walk 200 feet tomorrow, that kind of thing. And the same thing with your goals is so let's say you do want to be a professional dog trainer and you want to do, you have a specific niche or whatever. The first thing to do is just start. Try it. 
you know, pick either a client or set a goal in like a week, I'm going to do this Mm -hmm. and start really small and start building up. And the more you build up this bank of what I consider of like this, this reserve of success, success builds on itself. And guess what? Failures are awesome as well, because if you learn from them, they add to your bank. It's not a, it's not a withdrawal. It's a deposit because you've learned something from it. You'll never make that mistake again. The biggest thing I always tell people as well with this is fail fast and fail often. Because when you're starting out, it's the best time to fail. Because once you have 100 clients and you mess up, people start noticing, okay? (laughs) But if you've got four clients and you're just starting out, they're a million times more forgiving. I, I absolutely love that. And just listening into what you're saying there, I mean, there's that great, great quote, and it's um, it's something like you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started to sort of be great. And, and I can't mm-hmm. remember quite the quote, but you know what? It's so true. It's like getting getting your foot in and and, yeah. and starting get to go going. with it, really. And I think so many people they overthink that stage, and it's just those little mm-hmm. steps to to get going. And I suppose that leads quite nicely onto my next question, which is really like motivation. I know that you're super motivated. And I know myself and Tom, we we are certainly super motivated. At the same time, all of us have our own sort of tips and strategies to, to sort of getting that motivation and then keeping it and sustaining it in a society that sometimes for sure can be draining. Uh, what would be, like? I mean, we'd love to carry on talking on this all day. At the same time, we want to hear from you. Like, what are your tips? Sure. So to maintain your energy is to feed your your tank. So again, I like, I'm a very visual person. So I like for this one, I always use the analogy of a car. Okay. So if you're running your car at hundred miles, you know, an hour for all day, you're going to get burnt out. And so you have to take pit stops. You have to do certain things. And so what I do is the first thing is in the morning, I gas myself up, right? I get myself ready for the day so that I can challenge anything that comes my way. So whether I'm at home all day working with the kids or I've got a full list of clients or I'm doing a podcast, whatever it is, I set myself up for success, okay? In the day also, I give myself mental breaks. So I never, like if I do a meeting and it's gonna go an hour, I purposely schedule it 45 minutes. And if they say it has to go an hour, I say, no, you need to make it work in 45 because otherwise we're not meeting because I need that 15 minutes to get ready for whatever next. And so the way you continually, at least I add energy and fill up my tank and never deplete it to the point where I'm so exhausted is, that I do things in between, even if they, those activities are exhausting, to refuel my tank so I'm always full and can keep going. So like last night, um, we put the kids to bed around 8.30 and I was wired until 11 because I was so excited about this and thinking my brain was spinning that uh, even after a full day, I could keep going. And so that's how I do it. I love, I love that. it. I'm very concerned about our timekeeping now, though. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Too so funny. Um, I guess the, the one question that um, that everybody will will have and will be thinking about is you know is there are there some like hacks or strategies that that could come at the start of the day where you know do you start your day in a certain way or do you advise that people start their day in a certain way that's really going to allow you allow them to kind of kickstart things absolutely so there's two things i do right off the bat when i take on a new client so the first is that i give them a book called why we sleep okay because there's a whole difference that people talk about between night people and morning people well there's a biology behind it, and I want people to understand that if you're a night person, you need to adhere to that because you're, you're biologically wired that way. If you're a morning person, you're wired that way. And so once you read that and you figure out who you are, the second thing I always do is then we set up, okay, what is your routine for success each day? And so rather than be prescriptive and say every day you should meditate for five minutes, you need to do four minutes of deep breathing, and you need to run for six miles, right? I don't do the prescriptive approach. What I do is what entertains you? Like, for instance, one of my clients, she's a singer, and she but the irony is she hates to sing like in the morning because she's very weird. (laughs) 
<laughs> she doesn't like to sing because she's, he's a, she's he's a stand-up comedy. I mean, this is. <laughs> It sounds like a short story. The singer that hates to sing. Uh, you know, that's, I like where you're going. Tom, I may actually write that. But um, she's afraid of her voice not sounding perfect. She's got this very interesting idiom inside of her where it says, look, I can't – if I'm not perfect, I shouldn't perform. And that's one of the things we're working on. But anyway, so what we do in the morning is she, she whispers to herself and looks in the mirror. And then by the end of it, she does like a three-minute kind of build-up to it. She sings a couple notes. And then she's kind of gassed up for the day. And so I tell you that analogy and story is to just say, look, there's not necessarily the perfect way for anybody. It's we work together or you find your own way to set yourself up for success. Like personally, just for me, I get up, I meditate for 10 minutes. I make sure I spend a good time with my kids getting ready for school. And then I, um, I go running and then I start my day. And I think That's that... I love what you said that it's individual for everybody. And I, I think that that's like how we, we will, we train dogs that way. We're like yeah. train the dog in front of you and equally it's individual for you. So, um, some people will say, oh, that's not the way to start your day. Well, hang on a second. It is for that person. And yeah. yet it's not for somebody else. And I, I love that it's, it's a really individualistic way of looking at it. Right. And I guess one, one thing that people will probably have experienced in the past is where they've taken on somebody else's rules, rules about how they should start their day, how they should live their day, whatever it might be. And then living by the those rules is not fulfilling and they're like why am i not feeling fulfilled I'm, I'm doing these rules that i was told to do and also often we we set ourselves rules that are, are not that achievable so actually what happens is we don't get the opportunity to access the emotions we were wanting to access when we we first implemented these strict rules so have you is there any kind of advice or or thoughts on that justin absolutely and it's going to go back to what the title this is is surrender to you you know you better than anyone else so even if you're married or you're in a relationship or you've whatever it is, no one knows you as well as you. And so the place to start is to, to listen to yourself. That's really what I say to start off with and say, look, what may, what brings you the greatest joy? Is it music? Is it laughing? Is it surfing? Is it talking to somebody? Whatever it is. And start there because, again, you want to fill your bank up of success. And success starts not just with work. It's how you start your day. It's how you interact with people. It's your attitude. You wake up in the morning groggy and tired. I mean, I got up three times last night because my youngest son could not sleep, and it sucked, right? But I knew I had this podcast day, and I could have showed up and been, you know, groggy and, oh, are we done yet? Come on. Seriously, guys. <laughs> More questions. Um, exactly. That's five is my limit. Five. five I said five. Um, um, I, I love what you say there, Justin, because we were chatting about this only um, only yesterday, and we were actually talking about it in terms of team and actually um, toxicity when attitude's bad, right? Like attitude is so 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 important, and attitude is like something that is is it's something that you can grow, you can um, sort of work with, you can develop, you can you can see and you can attract. And you can also um, like cultivate, right? Like um, how important is attitude to you in the people that you surround yourself with, those that you align yourself with, whether that's your team, whether that's your family, whether that's your, your friends? Because I know that we've, we've had these discussions kind of in the past a little, so I, I kind of know a bit more. But how important is that for you? I think it is paramount. I mean, absolutely paramount. And the thing I would say is take it again a step further is not just about the attitude, it's the culture yeah. as a whole, right? Because that's the foundation of everything. And so it's not just about work or even your training environment. It's how you set yourself up. Like if your bedroom is dreary and doesn't make you feel good, that says something, right? That, that, that's a feeling that you get and that's going to affect your psyche overall. And so you need to surround yourself and build a culture everywhere you go of you. And again, you're going to need to surrender to who you are inside and build upon that. 
You know? I, I love what you say there. Just, it just takes me back to only a week ago, I was in a hotel, I was staying in a hotel, working away. And um, I went into the room, I arrived and I went into this room and it was so cold and it was so bleak. And I arrived at like 10 p.m. It was really cold. They had the windows open. They hadn't put any heating on. I'm, as you know, I'm a cold, cold person anyway. So I love, I love the heat. Um, so it was, it was freezing. It smelt musty. And I literally was like, and I was staying there four days, right? And, and I'd been told it was a, a good hotel. So I was kind of like, oh God, Lord, I'm staying here for four days. Anyway. I, I made sure I brought my things in and I have certain like essential oils and, and things that I'll have around. And by day two, when I walked in and it was like warm and the heating was on and it smelled of the essential oils and I had my stuff around, I was like, this is my, I'm rocking this. This is the culture. I, I like it smelled right. It looked right. I'd changed things. I was already moving it around. And it's so true. Like the space that you're in, the people that are around you, the culture that you create, it has, I, I felt completely different walking in the second day to how I did walking in the first day. Right. And that's, that's something that you, only you can create. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's important that you understand that piece of it because the power of that, I mean, you just, you did a great example of when you walk in there and it has that feel oh, it to chilled it, right? me. It, it literally chilled me. It chilled me. I literally was like, I don't want to yeah. be here. I actively want to repel this place. And then look in 24 hours, you change that whole everything about it. And that's the power of it. I mean, something as little as that has an impact on your entire day. And, and I'd, I'd, I'd probably go even one step further. It has an impact on your entire being. Like the person mm -hmm. I spoke to on my, my team call that night, because I still had another call at 10.30, I was like, I'm really not in the mood for this. And it sounded awful, but I really wasn't. I had to really change my state because I was like, I'm freezing. I can't make the heating work. This room is musty yeah. and damp. Like it, I was not in the mood for my team call. I was like, no, I don't really want to talk stuff. I, don't, I just want to huddle up in a blanket or something. Like I didn't want to. So I had to like really work on that. So no, that's super cool. So one question that I definitely would love to ask you, Justin, and I think it's a super cool question knowing that this last year or so has been um, crazy for so many reasons in so many ways. How about the the pandemic? What have you learned from, um, I suppose, the effects of the, the pandemic, especially um, on a professional level? Like what have you, what have you learned? What have you taken away? Where have you maybe, um, yeah, grown? Sure. So for me personally, I'd say that this has probably been the best opportunity of my entire life so far. Uh, and the reason for that is that in times of crisis, so I'm a big historian and in times of crisis, it's one of the best times to take advantage of new opportunities. And so for me, I've been able to get in new markets and try new things where a lot of people saw this pandemic and a lot still do look at this and go, woe is me, you know, oh crap, there's a shutdown. There's all these different kinds of things. And it becomes this debilitating almost weight on your shoulders of, I can't see friends. I can't do X, Y, and Z. Whereas you, people don't open up and see the possibilities that can come from it. And so what I've learned in this pandemic is that, that a lot of people need a lot of reinforcement in their lives and they need a lot of, a lot of people suffer from FOMO, right? Fear of, of missing out. And especially during this time when you're indoors and you're surrounded by your family over and over again, or even if you're living by yourself, you're in the same place over and over again and not able to escape it. You need some sort of escape out there. And so being an outlet and finding new things that you can do to not only improve society, but your positioning in life and really following your inner calling it has been huge this year. And I've noticed that a lot of people that have done that are like unbelievably happier than they were starting this year. And the people that fell victim and played, you know, the woe is me card and I don't know what to do are really sad and miserable. And that's unfortunately, you know, good for my business, <laughs> but um, it, it, it's the thing that I don't ever want to see in society, right? And, and I want it's, people it's to, to hugely realize. hugely disempowering, right, Justin? Like it's hugely disempowering. Like listening to what you're saying then, just even listening to that, I think... <gasps> 
that's so sad. Like that's a, 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 a it's a sad place mm-hmm. to be, right? Like disempowering ourselves. And you see on yeah. social media all the time, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm this has been taken away from me. I've been robbed of this. This is like actually mm-hmm. like um, cruel. And 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 that's not a great place or space to live in. No, it's a horrible space. And again, it's about the lack of abundance, right? It, it's the minimalist lifestyle of your your brain. And the coolest part about this thing between your temples here is it, it's limitless, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's cerebral. It grows, it shrinks, it has unbelievable connections, and it's the most powerful computer on earth. So if you apply everything that's up here to where you want to go, the possibilities are truly endless. And the whole idea of what's next as opposed to woe is me is a much more powerful question. Now, I can imagine, because we're, we, we all do this from time to time, that there'll be, there'll be some people listening and they're thinking, oh my goodness, I've done that a little bit. This, this is me. And they'll get I, a bit worried. I, and like, they'll be like, oh no, now I feel even worse. And then worse. they might so, identify with it and then yeah. actually they might run with it and yeah. get, get so sadder. I guess what, what my next question is, is, you know, let's say we all have those times where we discover that we've, 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 we've fallen into that and we've driven ourselves down that road at, at times. And so what would be your kind of top three tips for rescuing yourself when you find that you have driven yourself down a road that you don't want to be down? Sure. I think the first one is, is just owning it, right? Mm-hmm. Acknowledging that, yes, I've made a mistake because when you own it, the power of it goes away because at that stage of the game, no one can tease you about it. You go, yeah, I did that. So what? I've overcome that obstacle. The second thing I would say is make a game of it. Right. So if you see yourself following in that trap again, um, stop it in some way and do something the complete opposite. Like one of the things that I do for one of my clients is um, he has a huge he's, he's really suffering right now in this crisis and not financially, which is odd, but in every other aspect of his life. And when he starts going down these spirals, I say, you know, challenge yourself in new ways. So he's got this whole list of things that he has dreaded to do his whole life bungee jumping, surfing, skydiving. And if he finds himself doing that, he has to go do one of those things. It's a great way to break the habit. Oh, Justin, okay. I just just one really quick one to add to this. Another client, very, very similar. She, I give her another name when she does it. So we call her Ethel Ooh, instead, of her real, uh, instead of her real name. So I'm like, is that Ethel coming out there? And she's like, oh my God, Ethel's here. <laughs> like, so we kind, of, we kind of like, oh my God, Ethel's in the building. Like we kind of give her a new name. So I love that. I love what you were saying with the bungee jumping and very similar with the uh, Ethel. I'm like, let's like, let's. Play a game with it because when we play a game with it we can interrupt the pattern and when we can interrupt the pattern we can actually have a chance to actually even see it occurring so we kind of jump in before it's kind of gone too far absolutely that's exactly right and then the final thing is nice segue there is have fun right reward yourself for the successes because any any sort of win do something good for yourself right so if you're trying to get in better shape do something that makes you feel really good. Like even have a cookie. I know that's like taboo these days, you know? <laughs> well, maybe in your world it is, I think, Justin, but I'm not so sure in our world to having, right, having a cookie. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all for food rewards. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. And I, I am too. I just don't like to show up. But yeah. <laughs> too funny. But those are the three things I would do because it, the, the reason that the last one's so important is because you're going to reinforce the good habits. And you'll realize that when you start making those other things and never feel ashamed of making these mistakes, you're human, right? You're, you're biologically wired to be worried because that's how you survive. And as when things are falling apart all around you, it's natural to get stressed. It's natural to feel weird. It's natural to make mistakes and it's natural to be down in some ways. What, I, what we're trying to say here is those are all totally human and normal, but rather than let them become your life, 
focus on something that you really want to do and it can change your world. And, and I think I love what you said there. And I think just to make sure everyone heard that message like loud and clear, actually, it's not a unique condition. Like this is how, um, that this is how we are. And actually it's kind of like me too, mm -hmm. me too. Like I felt that too. I felt that too, because I think sometimes the most important thing is that we hear that we're not alone in this, that actually this is, um, yeah, something that, that we've all experienced. And I didn't expect this to go quite down this direction, but this is great because I'm sure that so many of our listeners, they, they want to, they want to hear that. And whether we're dog training or whether we're human training or whether we're ourselves training, right? Like this is, um, really important life learning and we took it deep we took it really deep <laughs> i was doing, doing a dramatic pause there so uh, yeah I, I i think that you know the the big um all i'm going to take from this is that i get to look at myself in the mirror and say i'm a superhero <laughs> <laughs> and i get to eat cookies more and more and more and more so <laughs> but on a serious level i mean there's so much there that i think our listeners are gonna yeah. literally um love to um engage with and and so much growth and and learning and actually yeah live in your your best life and get out your own way yeah. i think that's that's such a big one like get out of your own way stop sabotaging yourself i think i mean i've had so many examples in my own life where i've, I've caught myself sabotaging myself like and i'm like i am sabotaging myself oh, yeah. like there are enough people out there who would like to sabotage like why am i doing it to myself and yet i think that's kind of like get out your own way i think that's a, a super cool message for today absolutely so with that thank you so so much Huge justin thank you. That was so much value, way more value than we thought. And the listeners are going to We already that. thought it was huge. Yeah. And, and yet I think it's, like you said, we went next deep. Next level. <laughs> um, so guys, that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. That was Justin sharing with you all. You know what? Go out there, take action with it. We'll see you in the next episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And remember, stay, stay sexy. sexy. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge? It's a 25-day online video program, huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today, where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.